This episode is brought to you by the Living by the Indwelling Life of Christ Discipleship Course. This course is all audio, and it comes with a digital workbook, plus two bonus books that you can only get by signing up for the course. The course gives you a practical look at how to apply Paul's words in Galatians 2.20. It is not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Yes, but how? How do we practically live by divine life, the life of Christ that indwells us? This is what the course explores. Over 2,000 people from all over the world have taken it. You have it for life, and you take it at your own pace. If you're interested, go to thedeeperjourney.com. That's thedeeperjourney.com. You can check out free samples there also. Hi, Fun Seekers. Welcome to another edition of the Christ is All podcast. And this is episode 149. And if you would like to see all of the episodes numbered with their release dates, you can just go to frankviola.info. You will see a podcast link on the top menu. Click that, scroll down, and you will see the entire catalog of episodes. Today, I want to answer the question, what is the deeper journey? Now, this is the tagline of my ministry. Everything that I have spoken and written, all of the resources can be put under that particular statement, the deeper journey. Now, I think the best way to describe it to you is to use the story in John 4 about Jesus encountering the woman at the well. And I have spoken on this before. For example, in episode 7 of this same podcast, you can listen to a message entitled Diary of a Desperate Samaritan Woman. I delivered it in a conference in 2008. Then, seven years later, that message was expanded and it became chapter 3 in a book entitled The Day I Met Jesus, which I wrote with Mary DeMuth. So, If you want to go deeper into that story, you'll want to listen to the message and pick up a copy of the book. What I'm going to do today in this episode is add to it some thoughts that I have not shared previously. Now, in the story, Jesus is talking to this woman at Jacob's well. And there are two verses that I want to read from in the story. Verse 10 of John 4, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And then in verse 13, whosoever drinks of this water, meaning from Jacob's well, will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. All right, a few reflections. Years ago, I remember a sister in Christ was sharing in an open participatory church meeting, and she pointed out, But as Jesus was speaking to this Samaritan woman, he was making her into a living well. 
a well in which he would indwell after his resurrection, a well that would remove her thirst, a well of eternal, divine, resurrected life that would spring up and bubble up with living water that would refresh her own spirit and soul as well as that of others. And I think that's a terrific insight because that woman trusted Jesus that day. And when Philip visited Samaria and preached the gospel of the kingdom there, I have a notion she was on the front row. (laughs) And what Jesus said to her was being fulfilled because he was resurrected and could impart the divine life, the eternal life, the living water. And every well that this world offers, while it may satisfy for a time, leaves us thirsty. And this is true in the Christian world. This is true for all of the wells, but all of the denominations and movements, parachurch organizations, churches, etc. seek to give us. It typically leaves us thirsty again. And this brings me to the second reflection. This woman had five husbands, and the sixth significant man in her life was not her husband. She was living with a man out of marriage. Jesus pointed this out to her. And when Jesus showed up, he was the seventh significant man in her life. And of course, in Scripture, seven is the number of completion. Now, I've already pointed out in previous messages and in that chapter I mentioned earlier, Jesus was revealing himself as the new Jacob. And Jacob, of course, met his wife at noon at a well, the same time that Jesus met this woman at a well. And this woman was half Jew, half Gentile, because she was a Samaritan, a picture of the very bride of Christ, who is made up of Jew and Gentile. But what I'm going to describe here is the story of countless people who I have spoken to, who have written me over the years, who I have met in conferences, and I will use a man named Caleb to represent all of these different people. Caleb is 32 years old. He began his Christian life in the Southern Baptist denomination. From there went on to the Pentecostals. From there went on to IHOP. From there went on to Bethel. From there went on to Hillsong. Then he became part of the Neo-Reformed. And the next stage in his journey turned him upside down. So let me give you, by way of analogy, how this works. In Caleb's life, the Southern Baptists were husband number one. For others, it could be the Nazarene Church. For others, it could be the Methodist Church. For others, it could be the Episcopalians or the Roman Catholics or the Anglicans or the Church of Christ or the Christian Missionary Alliance. You name it. But for Caleb, the Southern Baptists were husband number one. But he knew deep down in his heart, after a time, there had to be something more. So he joined the Pentecostals. (laughs) And for him, that was husband number two. Time went on, he knew there had to be something more deep in his bones. So he joined IHOP, husband number three. After a time with IHOP, the beating of his heart screamed, there's more. So he ended up 
joining Bethel, that particular movement, husband number four. Same thing happened, a cry of his heart, there has to be more. He then joined Hillsong, husband five. For other people, it may be the third wave, or the vineyard, or even progressive Christianity. And then he became part of the neo-reformed. Now I'm speaking of Caleb and many others. And he settled there, thinking that he came to the end of his spiritual journey. He enjoyed it for a while, loved the dogmatic nature of it, the certainty of it, but he did not fully commit to it. That was the sixth man in his life, not a husband. For other people, it's house church or the house church movement, so-called, which, as I've said before, it is no movement. Nothing monolithic about it. Didn't marry it, but settled. And then, dear friends, what happened in Caleb's life turned him inside out, upside down. He had a head-on collision with the Lord Jesus Christ. Not a movement, not a denomination, not an organization, but the living Christ himself. And his life dramatically changed. And that cry in his heart, there must be more, was finally met. And he did not thirst again, except for more of his Lord. And so, in embracing Christ himself, he found and discovered the eternal purpose of God. He found and discovered what it means to live by the indwelling life of Christ. He learned and discovered the gospel of the kingdom, and he became an insurgent. In other words, he came into the deeper journey. He found the seventh man, the one who his soul had been seeking for ever since he came to Christ in the beginning. The simplicity, the beauty, the glory, the drama. And my brothers and sisters, that's what the deeper journey is. That's what it's all about. And I am giving you my own testimony. <laughs> because I was Caleb once. And I went through all of the different husbands, quote unquote. I found something where I settled. But I knew in my heart there had to be more. And that's when I met him anew and fresh in ways that I never dreamed. And I've been on the deeper journey for many years now on all of my work whether it's blog posts, books, articles, podcast episodes, master classes, messages, and the Deeper Christian Life Network itself have all emerged and were born out of that journey. Now, there are many Caleb's in the Christian world today. You may be one of them. Maybe someone gave you this podcast episode to listen to. And if that's the case, I want to thank them very much. Some of you who are new to this podcast or my other work may be asking, what are you talking about? What is this about the eternal purpose and the indwelling life of Christ and the gospel of the kingdom and the insurgents? And what is all this about? What do you mean meeting Jesus anew and afresh? Well, I would just encourage you to go to frankviola.org and check out the podcasts, the articles, the books, and the other resources. And as you do that, you'll begin to answer that question for yourself. 
And those of you who are subscribers and you're listening to this, may I encourage you to send the link to this episode to all of the Calebs that you know, particularly those in their 30s and in their 20s, the next generation. Can you do that? Not just for me, but for them and for your Lord. So many seeking, so many thirsty, but Jesus Christ is the living water that will remove their thirst. And there will be born in them a new kind of thirst that comes out of a satisfied wellspring. But that new kind of thirst, as I said before, is for Jesus Christ himself. His unsearchable riches can never be exhausted, so we continue to pursue him. Not a movement, not a denomination, not an organization, not a structure of church, whether it's in the home or in a building, It's all a pursuit of him whose riches are unfathomable, unsearchable, untraceable. Hey guys, this is a postscript just before you head out and we part ways. I have created a bundle of free resources. This would include my other podcasts, the YouTube channel, several free ebooks, free seminars, and other free resources. And you can find all of that at frankviola.com. And if you go to frankvella.com, you will see in the top menu a link that says free stuff. You just click on that and you will be taken to the free resources page. Also, a number of you have asked if you could donate to help defray the costs of the podcasts and also to express appreciation for the value that you've been receiving. You're under no obligation to donate. I don't ask for donations, but should you have it on your heart to do so, you can go to Frank Viola. Us. That's frankviola.us, and that will take you to a donate page. There's three different options you can use to donate, all of them simple. Thank you very much, and God bless.